Hello and welcome to Law Sock's first ever podcast channel called Law Sock's Legal Loop. My name is Paige Taylor and I'm your media and publicity secretary. Today is our freshest podcast and we have our president with us, Quinton McAndrews. Hello, Quinton. Hey, Paige. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Happy to be here. Good. Good. Um, so today is just an easy podcast. We're going to be asking Quinton a few questions so you can get to know your president better and also just reflecting over the past few weeks of what the Law Society's been up to. Yeah, we'll start with the questions, if that's right, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, how has your presidency been so far? I think it's been pretty fun so far, actually. Um, in the past two weeks, we've been able to create a lot of value for the freshers, especially with recapping the last couple of weeks, especially in Freshers Week when we gave that first lecture, as well as the PRISM Social, and after that, the E&D Social. I think that, that gave the freshers a really good opportunity to see what Law Society is about. And then in the future, we're, uh, we're going to create that same value for the rest of the years as well with the Buddy Social to start it off. So it's been pretty full on for you, I'm guessing, with so much to organize and to have you know, so many people to manage as well. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's definitely a learning experience. Uh, this is probably the first time in my life, at least, where I have been put in a situation like this, but kind of take the punches as they come and <laughs> try to adapt as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, so were you nervous about this whole experience? Did you have any doubts? Um, I would definitely say nervous, but it's more, it was more of a making sure that I did right by everybody else, I guess. That's quite a hard task to take on, don't you think? <laughs> it definitely is, especially when um, there's a million different voices saying a million different things, but you kind of have to trust yourself that you're doing the right thing at times and get past it. So what made you want to run as president of the Law Society? Uh, so over the years at the school, I, I've been pretty fortunate to benefit a lot from what the Law Society does, especially uh, in terms of my first year. Just like coming here as an ina international student, didn't really know anybody. I came here with, with my dad, and yeah. he was pretty much my only companion <laughs> <laughs> at the start. Yeah. And once he left, I kind of had to get my act together. And to and, find your feet and really... Exactly. And uh, just with, I guess what we did during Freshers Week, when we were freshers, you and I, um, that kind of really helped set me up to make some friends as yeah. well. So seeing that value that the Law Society can make, as well as other events like the Law Ball, like just for example that, I think many people call that the, like the pinnacle of the, the university experience at times. So being able to kind of be a part of making an impact like that where it kind of transcends just one person mm -hmm. kind of makes everybody's experience amazing yeah it was really important to me and I'm glad that I do have that chance yeah Good. so how was your freshers week <laughs> my freshers week was probably a bit uh dull <laughs> compared to some others why is that uh well I don't know I think it might be a curse of getting older or uh, just having the responsibility of organizing a couple of events I just didn't go out very much but that doesn't mean I didn't have a good time, I guess. Oh, just so enjoyed it in different ways. Yeah. Is this, is this this Freshers' Week this year? Oh, yes. How yes. was your first year Freshers' Week? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a blur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I, uh, 
my freshers week, I guess that was my first week in the UK yeah. as well. And um, I was just kind of getting settled in in my flat, making sure I kind of got on with everybody in there. Yeah. But also like really figuring out what the hell Leeds is about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it must have been such an experience to you mm-hmm. know, come to Leeds. Was it your first time in Leeds? It was my second. My mom and I came in the spring to look at schools, but um, that was like the first time properly being in Leeds, especially with the nights out back home there. I think it's the law that they have to close around 2 a.m. in the bars. Really? Yeah, so even just being out past 2 a.m. was another level (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great but you you had a good time even though it was a blur oh yeah no there's no regrets at all (laughs) did you go to the first year social Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and how was that for you oh you know I I remember it being quite a blast um (laughs) I actually remember doing shots with uh George Ma the old president oh really yeah yeah and uh I think that was kind of the first feeling that I got that was almost like a little family where the people weren't really above you or or below you, it's just... On the same level. Exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. never knew that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you think you've changed since your first year to now being in your final year as a person and um, as a student as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the example that comes to mind right away is uh, public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I've told a couple of people this, but I think it's been in year nine, I guess it would be for everyone in the UK. But I had a presentation where it was just me up at the board, and in the middle of it, I just broke down crying. Really? Yeah, because I well, still am, but I was completely terrified of public speaking. Oh and the teacher pulled me aside, and he's like, you know what, you're going to fail that. Do you want to redo it? We can just do it at another time. And I said, no. No. <laughs> I just took the grade, moved on, and then coming here... When I saw that uh, some of the like responsibilities of the first year rep was public speaking, I kind of told myself, I was like, you know what, you conquer that fear now, you never do. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of put myself in that position to step out of my shell. Yeah, and dive right in the deep end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jump in front of oh 300 people gosh. and do it. Um, and, I mean, maybe you can remember, but my voice was quite shaky. It still probably is a lot with some of the speeches, but... I still get nervous, I guess. I think everyone gets nervous. Yeah. Even the most confident speakers get nervous. Mm-hmm. I get nervous. And I think I'm I'm fairly confident. I have practiced over the years, but I still do get nervous when I talk because I actually stammer quite a lot. And people don't notice it, but, but I do. But it's just one of those things that I keep thinking about and it makes me even more nervous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely practice does... You know, make perfect, and it does improve over time. But that's that's really good. Yeah, yeah no, it's. I think it was a long way. Yeah, no kidding. And <laughs> I, I, I still get nervous, and I just think it's almost just getting more comfortable with that feeling rather than ever having it go away. Well, yeah, I, I think guess. I think if you don't feel nervous and you don't care about what you're talking about, so this is true. This is yeah. also another level, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's one way where I guess I've changed over the years. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm. I'm proud of myself for it. <laughs> so in what other ways have you changed? Hmm. I think socially. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to kind of put yourself out there. That go, I guess that goes along with public speaking as well. But back home, I think I was kind of stuck in my own little friend group at times, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. If your friends are your friends, you love them, love them forever. But sometimes I think you do kind of need to 
venture out mm-hmm. and make sure that you're kind of doing the best for you as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I get, think meeting new people as well as just make, putting myself in situations where I'm not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it is it was all a learning curve. And mm-hmm. I think especially having your platform as president, you can talk to so many different people and really get a good scope of what the Law Society is part of as well. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. So, so what are your hobbies? What do you do in your free time? Uh, I guess the two that come to mind are squash. Uh, I guess the first is squash. I first started playing it with my, my dad back home. He used to be a big player when he was in university. Nice. So he kind of introduced me to it. And then uh, I didn't play my first year when I came to Leeds. But then my second year, I thought I'd get a bit more aerobic exercise rather than just being in the gym. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, so took that up. Is that part of a society or? Yeah, it's part of the squash society. I don't play competitively at all. I just do it kind of recreational every Saturday. Me and my housemate Ed, that's when we go down to the Griffin Center and then hit some balls around and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Good to yeah. get out all that stress as well, I'm sure. Yeah, and then my uh, second hobby, I think I've told a couple people this, but I really like cooking. You like cooking? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite thing to cook? You know, I, I try and stick to some of the easy ones, but are still tasty. Like, uh, the one that comes to mind is Osobuco, which you literally just... What? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Italian, but I could be wrong. But So what you do is you have, like, a giant pot. Mm-hmm. Then you cut up some carrots, kind of line the bottom, so yep. there's, like, an inch of that's raised off. And then you put, um, like, chicken thigh, but with the bone in. Or I think traditionally it's with lamb with the bone in, but I use chicken just because you can't find lamb. And it's cheaper for chicken as well. This is true. <laughs> student, student budget and all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then after that, I think you fill it like halfway up with white wine and put in a it's couple... It's never a bad thing. Oh, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then you cook it in the oven. I forget the exact temperature, but you cook it for like three hours or something. So it's really like a slow, not a roast, but... Yeah, you get the idea, and it comes out really, really nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's something like that where it's just very easy, but it does come out fairly tasty. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. See, my, I'm, I'm not much of a cook myself, and um, pasta is always my go-to. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Some pasta is amazing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy to make. What's your favorite? Do you, like, bake, or do you just cook? Ah. Uh, I could, I mean, lately I've been just been baking, but uh, not cakes and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, not, you're not a cake kind of guy. No, I guess, oh, I, I am. I'm, oh, I'm a food kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my mom in the summer, she kind of taught me some tricks, I guess, when I told her that I was a bit interested in it, in cooking. And um, so what I've been baking lately is just you grab like a, a cooking sheet from the, for the oven and then you put your broccoli, your asparagus, all, like any vegetables that you need mm-hmm. on it. But you also put your chicken or yeah. whatever meat you're eating that night. And then you th- just throw it in the oven for 40 minutes on a certain temperature. And it all cooks evenly at the same time. And it's just quite easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's really good. So yeah, I might listen back and um, follow some of your recipes. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you see yourself in five years' time? That's a big question. Um, 
five years time, I think I do see myself back home in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think the main reason for that is family. Mm-hmm. Family's a big, it's important to me, just like I'm sure it's important to anybody. But yeah, um, yeah I know I think that, I guess the quality of life in Canada as well as here is quite high mm-hmm. and almost like the only differentiator is who's there. Mm-hmm. And my family is, I think, pretty good, so. Yeah. That's where I see myself, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> good. So do you, do you think you want to work back in Canada then? Mm. So that's that's where I'm a bit undecided. Yeah. Yeah. There is the, both sides to it. Is I mean, one, you want to go back home and start building your, your network and all that business stuff mm-hmm. where you're, where you're going to like fully make your career. But I also do see that I'm being surrounded by all the law firms here and that kind of thing. The lure to London it is, is quite, quite strong. Enticing, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I guess I'm more attracted to the solicitor route than the barrister. I know that you're yeah. a fan of the barristers. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, not, I don't have anything against them. I just think that solicitor is what I'd be more comfortable doing. Yeah, and I think uh, you have a closer client contact as well compared to a barrister. They're more no, that's true, yeah. quite like just in and out of court, whereas. You, know, you guys are more, you know, you, you stay with your clients for a longer period of time. Yeah. No, that's definitely fair to say. Yeah. So, that, yeah, I guess that's where I see myself in the midterm or in, in between five years and now. Yeah. Okay. So how do you balance your law sock um, duties and your academic commitments? Mm, that's another good question. I, I, uh, I guess I, I'm sure some people know, but I am an early bird. Yes. Yeah, I do okay. wake up early. And that changes over the time, but naturally my body clock just... What time do you wake up on average? You know, in, actually in first year it used to be 6.30. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was quite a year. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Especially if you, if you go out the night before, have some drinks at the pub, yeah. and your body clock naturally wakes you up at 6.30, your, your next day is kind yeah. of finished. Yeah, because you just want water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sleep. Yeah, but um, now it's it's a bit later. It's probably around seven thirty, but um, that kind of helps me balance it. Just because, like, I'll go to the gym early on normally and kind of get some time in for myself. Mm-hmm. Make sure that my I guess my mental and physical health is kind of on track. Because that's that is so important, yeah. especially in like this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know second year was quite tough. I don't know how you found it, but. Yeah, um, no, definitely. It is so important to really th- like think about yourself, even though you have so many other things to think about. So that's really important. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I kind of start my day off by putting myself first. I don't feel selfish about that at all. No, I think no, it's, you shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't. And then um, after that, I normally leave the gym maybe around 9. And sometimes we have the lectures at 9, but sometimes you don't. And that kind of gives you a couple hours before your classes to start doing some, a little bit of work. Maybe start easing into the mindset and that kind of thing of getting things mm-hmm. done. And also a reason I go to the gym early on is it kind of at that time in the morning, I don't have an excuse not to do it. Yes. Whereas sometimes later in the day, I think I, uh, it's easier to Just get yourself. it over and done with. Yeah, exactly. And then focus on your work. That's true. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so that's kind of how I balance it. Um, of course, there is times where it just goes completely off, like you have to miss a seminar or lectures or that kind of thing. But I guess probably the most important thing to help counteract that 
it's kind of scheduling some time to actually catch up on that seminars, catch up on that lecture, because without that, you're here. I mean, at the base of it, you're here for university, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that that's that's your priority. Exactly. At yeah. times, yeah. <laughs> what are two of your pet peeves? Hmm. What really gets on my nerves? Yeah. What really gets on your nerves? I guess the. I think cleanliness at times. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know where that comes from because back home I'm not the cleanest person. Okay. But then when I come here, I, uh, for some reason, I, I just like to keep things in order. <laughs> Which is good. That's not a bad thing. Oh, yeah. No, and I think it's all relative, too, because, I mean, there's some days where my room's a complete mess as well. Like, yeah. Just just gets like that sometimes. But hopefully, eventually, I clean it up again. Um, and then my second one, I think, is being patronized. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like being talked down to. And that's, it's not about, like, an ego thing at all or anything like that. I just, I firmly believe that everybody should be treated equally. And then mm. in that situation, you kind of make it, make it feel like you're lesser than anybody else. Yeah, and that, that's not fair. Exactly. Not fair. So I guess that's a, that's a pet, pe- pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very valid one. But with like the cleanliness thing, mm-hmm. is it like obsessive, or do you just look at people and think, "Oh my god, they haven't ironed their shirt today," or like things like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't do you, think like, so. You like scratch yourself, like, oh no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, there is times where I'll, I'll like step into a room and be like, "Ooh, all right, someone's got to deal with this." <laughs> <laughs> Do you live with quite clean people? I do, I do. Um, Yeah, no, I think that's kind of a benefit to it, is Mm -hmm. placing yourself around some people that don't get on your nerves. That's good, that's good. That also helps with your mental health that we were just talking about, right? Definitely, because, you know, tidy room, tidy mind. Very true, true. yeah. So here's an interesting question. If you were ruler of your own country... What would be the first law you'd introduce and why? Hmm. That is a, a tough one. I think I think I'd have to go with uh I guess it goes with my pet peeve of not being patronized, but okay. um kind of making sure that everyone has equal access and that kind of thing. Um I guess rights is the classic one. Equal yeah. and fair ac- access to rights. But yeah, I guess that goes with my pet peeve. I just can't that gets on my nerves. So you would ban people being patronising? Yes. But then again, would that impinge on freedom of expression? <sighs> well, good thing I'm not my own ruler. <laughs> 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 yeah, you'd probably have a few questions asked. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so where is your favourite place on campus? I, I guess I'll give you one on campus and then one off. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I really enjoy the Great Hall. I think a lot of people who come to visit Leeds, that's kind of the Definitely, the Harry Potter esque. Yeah, you know, and it's also like the red brick, just the center of yeah, exactly you know, all, all you know the architecture I mean? yeah. and stuff. And I guess back home in Edmonton, we don't have a lot of buildings like that. Yeah. So coming somewhere where uh, you walk down the street in Hyde Park, and some of the buildings are that kind of architecture, like even more so on campus with the Great Hall, it really catches your eye. Yeah, and it kind of like really makes you 
ooh and ah a bit more. Than yeah. Have you seen like like the leaves that sort of crawl up the side? Oh, I think they're red now, right? Yeah. It's yeah. cool, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Very no, cool. it's amazing. And then uh, my second place is in town. It's called Park Square. Okay. I think there's a bunch of legal offices around there. Oh, uh, yes, yes. And they have the, the square in the middle. Yes. The, yeah, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I know what that is. Uh, but uh, I guess I really enjoy that just because... I guess, again, with the architecture, I find mm -hmm. the houses slash offices around are very, very cool as well as pretty. But I guess in my first year, I, uh, well, I lived in Central Village. I think I might have said that earlier, but during... Very lucky, very lucky place to live. Oh, yeah, no, I was very fortunate. And uh, <laughs> I guess during exam time, I'd be locked in my room for God knows how many hours a day. But on my breaks, I would take a walk and just kind of enjoy the outdoors for once yeah and a lot of the times on those walks I'd end up in Park Square so that was just a good place to relax and yeah. holds a holds a nice place yeah in, in some, my head because some respite exactly your exams so what advice would you give to our freshers I would say get involved it doesn't even have to be with the law society there's hundreds literally hundreds of societies on campus there's bound to be one that interests you. <laughs> and uh, I guess going along with what I was saying earlier about how I feel like I've benefited the most from being in university is stepping outside my comfort zone. Mm. So getting involved is a great way to do that. And if, it, yeah, if it's not in the societies, do it in sport or that kind of other thing. Just to yeah, really grow yourself yeah. more than anything. Yeah. And uh, I think that'll pay off more than you know down the line. So. Definitely. And I think especially stepping outside your comfort zone, doing something that maybe you don't know if you'd like or not, and maybe you feel like, oh, your friends aren't doing it, but you'd like to try it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, just go for it because, you know, you're only here for a certain amount of time. You have to use that time wisely. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, perfect example of that is, I mean, I took salsa lessons in the union. For, Did you? Yeah, twice. Um, <laughs> I could say it now, but yeah. during the time I was like, ooh, I don't know if this is for me. But is it for you? I, I mean, no, I haven't gone back. <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> but, oh, no. Uh, no, I think it was, I mean, I tried it. That's that's, that's what I can say, right? Yeah, can, no, that's good. That's good. I mean, I did something similar. I tried kickboxing and Krav Maga. And really? Cause I, I've got quite a small frame. So um, <laughs> I don't really think it's for me because I couldn't really you know, stand up on two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting, and I met some people there as well that I still keep in contact with. So that's the main thing, really, just knowing other people apart from those in my course. Exactly, I think that's important as well, just to step away from the law and just do something that you know distresses you. Exactly. Yeah, no. I'm sure maybe you'll even remember some of those kickboxing moves. Oh no, on. probably don't. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't ask me to show you because <laughs> that's the end of our questions so just just to recap what we've been doing over the past two three weeks two weeks two weeks two weeks yeah. two weeks yes two weeks so we had our book sale how, how do you think that went I think it went quite similar to last year's uh, both years went uh, fairly well I think um, was it do, better or no? I do think that Harry did a better job than me <laughs> yeah. no no I mean in terms of like the book sales and the, you know, revenue and things oh, like that. Oh, uh, that, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it, yeah, I think it's quite similar to last year's. 
Did we have over 900 books? Oh, yeah. No, I think it might have been around 1,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, which just speaks to all the logistics and stuff and the hard work that goes into it, which I guess is kind of part of the rewarding part of being on Lost Ark. Even though it is some work, you can kind of really see, especially in the book sale, you can see all the the money that people have saved and that kind of thing. So it does feel a bit rewarding that way. Yeah, yeah. and obviously people trusting Lawsock to handle their books. Yeah, that's to, a whole other you know, not, not lose them and to make sure that the, they get sold and um, they get their money in return. So, How did you find the Prism Social? Prism Social, oh my gosh. I, I loved it. I, loved I really it. liked it too. I mean, it's it's such a classic, I think. Yeah, see, uh, in my first year, I didn't go to the Prism Social. I don't know, I, I was just too nervous and I, didn't, I, I was scared. So I didn't go, uh, which is a shame. But so this social just gone was my was my first year prism social. Even though what what table did you run? I did the blinking game. So um, it's just a long. I'm sorry to any of the freshers listening that had to <laughs> play this blinking game. What well, box? I was running it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty simple to play, um, but a couple of people asked me to play with them, and I was wearing contact lenses at the time, so. My eyes were literally like crisping up because they were so dry, um, and I had to do that multiple times. But I mean, it was a fun experience and had a little dance afterwards, uh, which is always good. Exactly. My table, we did flip cup. I personally am horrible at. It. Is that where you just trying to flip the cup? Yeah. Well, you you place it on the edge of the table and then you like kind of like flick the bottom okay. and you try and get it to land upside down. Yeah. And. Wow, that took me so many tries to figure out. I've actually never tried to do that. I've never played that before. I, I mean, I recommend it because it's fun, but you can also get embarrassed pretty quick. Because <laughs> everyone's looking at you like, oh, is he going to do it? Exactly. Come on, keep <laughs> going. We're counting on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, no. No, I think, yeah, I, I think it was re- very well put together social and a lot of people enjoyed themselves, which was good. Yeah, that and was the whole point. It was yeah. a brilliant turnout as well. So that's the end of our podcast for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I've had a few applications, well, lots of applications to present on the next podcast, which is very exciting, and I will be getting back to all of you very soon. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'm looking forward to creating more podcasts with people and getting more people in. And if you have any suggestions on topics you'd like us to talk about, then just email me. My email is page.taylor.leadslawsock at gmail.com. Thank you very much, and thank you, Quinton, very much for coming in. Thank you for having me.